Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well, I'm going to preach to you today and God richly bless you. You may be seated and I want to preach from this title, this title, and we're going to call that, this message, If Walls Could Speak, If Walls Could Speak. I want you to uh, indulge your mind here this morning and your imagination, and I want to speak on behalf of some walls in our life and some walls that uh, we're familiar with and I believe that they want to say some things to us today and when I say that today you may think well that's kind of crazy he's saying walls can speak as he lost his mind well possibly so I have uh, also been known in my house in the Keating household I'm the only one in the house I think it's a spiritual gift that know what the dogs are saying. <laughs> Any of y'all have that gift? Like, yeah, I understand. And, I, and I'll tell my family, well, they're saying, you know, they're, they're this and that. They're going, Dad, thanks for being their interpreter. Uh, and, and, uh, but I just, I just know. It's a spiritual gift, I think, isn't it? No, it, it's not. But, uh, but we have fun with that. But today I want to I wanna try to talk to you from some walls in your life. I've often stepped in some famous places, um, one of those being a place of history we call the Alamo. Many of you have been at the Alamo, and I, I've stood there before, and it's, it's set up now almost like a museum, but you still walk in there, and you kind of feel all of that that went on and begin to read about it. And, and uh, I, I begin to read about that, and, and I do have a, a strong imagination, and and I, and, and, and I began to, as I read about it, I began to think about Santa Ana's army and the Mexican army charging towards that fort. And, and, and I could, when you start, you can hear the shells hitting that, the, the mortar and the stone on that wall. And when you just start feeling the life of all of that and the fear and all of that moment encapsulating that. And it's almost like you could, you could hear William Travis say, victory or death, I will fight till the end. And he wrote the famous letter was sent out, and you can feel that. You can almost hear that and sense that. And if you let your imagination go out there, it's like you can hear the walls still reverberating with those words. I, I've stood in halls of great establishments such as the White House. I've walked through there, and as I walk through there, I, I see furniture, some of that's been there for years, and walls, and begin to think about what they have heard. And man, if only they could speak, they would tell us of meetings of heads of state and famous treaties that were signed. And, 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 and if only walls could talk. And there are famous, infamous walls all throughout history. In fact, the longest structure ever created by man was a wall. And it was the Great Wall of China. We hear of things about the Berlin Wall and the Wall of Rita and the Wall of the Kremlin and Wall Street. Now just seeing if y'all was listening. It wasn't a wall, but I was just checking. And 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 then I, 
I, I remember standing one day, I was um, in Jerusalem uh, many years ago, and I was standing at another wall called the Wailing Wall. What an what amazing moment, and just been standing there for so many years, and I watched as the Jewish people and the Orthodox Jews stood there and with all of his garments and different things and his little hat on, and, and I was standing next to him, and I was, I was praying at the Wailing Wall like they've been doing for years, and they write on little pieces of paper, and they stuff it up in the mortar and all that stuff, and you get to thinking, man, if only walls could speak out. One of, one, of, one of the guys with all of his garb turned around to me and says, you're a Jew. I said, no, I'm not a Jew. I'm an American. And I didn't know if that was good or bad right then, but we were going with it. And he said, no, you're a Jew. I said, no, I'm an American. And he said, what's your name? I said, Nathan. He said, see, you're a Jew. <laughs> and uh, whatever. But I, 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 I stood there at that way. And man, if that, if that wall... If that wall could talk, if that wall could speak, you just have to understand that moment and what all that stands for there. And then I, I, over the last few months, almost a daily, I've walked through the walls of our new sanctuary. And man, you're going to get to walk through those today, and it's, it's so exciting, and there's so much excitement building in our hearts, and can't wait to see what God's going to do. And, and I, it's as if you can hear those walls cry out, give me your, your burden, give me the weary, the tired, the bruised, the battered. Get out and high into the highways and the byways and fill this house. I can't wait to see what God's going to do within those walls. And it's like you can just hear it speaking to us and calling out to us for, for great things ahead. But as I travel throughout the Word of God, I... I'd love to hear some of those walls talk. Some of the walls in the Word of God, I'd love, in fact, I've done this, but, but and maybe you can go on this trip with me for a minute, but I, I've stepped into the upper room, and, and it's the same upper room from Acts chapter 2, and I've stepped in that room, and I've looked at that room, and I begin to think, and my imagination began to think about 120 people as they began to be filled with the Holy Ghost, and, and, then, and then it ended up being 3,000 people that crammed in, and, and, and God poured out His Spirit, and they were baptized and filled with the Spirit. of the, Man, I began to think about people crammed and smushed up against those walls. If, if, walls, could only, if walls could only speak, yet... Yet, yet, the walls that I speak of today are not brick and mortar, but yet things that have been built in our heart and minds to, to the walls that I'm talking about are the ones that have been built to keep you separated from the presence of God. Walls that have kept you separated from relationships that God wanted you to have. Walls that have been set up, invisible walls that seem so difficult to deconstruct. And they've been walls that have hampered us. Can I just say something? Jesus came to destroy walls. Can I get a witness? His mission was to remove the barriers that keep us from knowing Him and knowing each other. And so He loves to tear down walls. And I believe by the grace and help of God, He is going to do that today in Jesus' name. I want to stop what I'm preaching and going to take a, uh, a little trip off just for a minute and say a couple things to the church
And that is that there are many walls that exist even in the church. And this is not my subject, but it's, it's free today. That there's walls that exist within the church that I so desperately want to see brought down. I mean, this local establishment maybe, but also the church in general. And that is, I want to see so bad ethnic walls torn down within the house of God. And I, I believe the Lord has promised me that. Walls tore down, that it doesn't matter what color, what creed, what nationality, that in this house the walls are torn down and we will worship together in oneness and unity. Academic walls, walls that are built, invisible walls that need to be deconstructed that, and then the church that between the educated and the uneducated that scream out that I'm better than you or, 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 or just... Maybe it's walls between male and female that the enemy would love to set up. And there are walls between husbands and wives and children and parents and old friends who haven't talked for years because of old wounds. And, and there, there is a wall that separates church from unchurched. And I hate it. It's a wall that is set up that it's the us and them mentality and somehow it's keeping them out and us locked in the four walls and oh I want those walls to be tore down that Parkway can be a church without walls per se that everybody that walks in here knows that they they can feel and touch the presence of the most high God even Jesus Christ at the point when he said it is finished what happened the great wall the great divide the great the, the great uh, wall was torn down and, and, and this great garment, this great uh, was whipped from the top to the bottom. It was a huge wall that was torn down within the church that says that I can't approach the king of kings. I can't approach the holies of holies. I can't feel the presence of God. Can I just say in this church, there is nothing that's raised up that says you, you can step right in the middle of his presence because those walls have been torn down by the power of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the walls that are being torn down. And these walls do not belong in the church. Can the church say amen? amen. But now I want to talk to you and preach to you from Joshua chapter 5 and 6, and it's one of the most intriguing stories of the Bible. And if you think the Bible is boring, you have got to get up in the middle of it because there's some stories that are going to stretch your faith and cause you to see things in, in beautiful ways. And this particular story that's written in the Old Testament is about the Israelites moving through the desert and they come to their big, big first challenge. And it was a, it was a well-fortified city that is, that is built with strong incredible walls that are it's like a fortress city and it's the first big challenge that is going to uh, be a a challenge on whether they're going to get to the promised land or not or they're going to die staring looking at what could be but walls kept us from being victorious it was this first for the Israelites to succeed in their military conquest, they had to get past the walls of Jericho. Big walls that were filled with authority and power and gates that could not be penetrated. 
and walls that for stood for years, walls of authority that armies of the past would look at and be in fear because we can't take Jericho. The walls of Jericho, I began to think today and go back in my mind and let my imagination jump out and if the walls of Jericho could only speak as they stood there that day, I would believe that I would believe they would say to the children of Israel something like this, you have got to stop. You look crazy. You look crazy walking around me time and time again. It's your 13th time in seven days. You look like a fool. You have got to stop. You must stop short of what God has commanded you to do for you look foolish walking around stone and mortar and I'm not moving. I'm not coming down. I just kind of believe if walls could speak, that's what they would say. And so since I've really stretched you and I've got walls talking, I can think maybe the walls may have been saying one thing, but they were thinking another. And that is this. Inside the mortar that I'm made up of, and inside me is the stone. Inside of me is power and authority. But in the very mortar and the makeup of who I am, I feel something shifting. I feel a rumbling down in the side of me. And though they cannot see it, I will scream to them something that tells them to stop. But within me, there is a rumbling of change that I don't want them to continue. I want them to stop. I know that if you press through with your obedience to God, that the walls will be reduced to nothing. And so it happened. Joshua chapter 6 and verse 20 what happened? Were they, were they stopped from the fear of the wall? Were they stopped from what was being screamed to them from the wall? Well, let's look at it. Joshua 6.20 says this. So the people shouted when the priests blew with the trumpets. And it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet. And the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell flat. So that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. I'm going to preach to some folks here today, and I'm coming right where you're at, up in your world, and I'm going to preach with a power and authority in the name of Jesus that says today, there are some walls that are crying out to you, screaming at you, telling you that you can't get beyond. But through the power of the name of Jesus, there are some walls that are coming down in Jesus' name. Would you stand to your feet and thank the Lord for that and claim it by faith in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Amen. You may not even realize that you've got some walls built up today. Maybe you don't even realize there, there is a Jericho wall set up. But I come to preach to you today that I've got an answer. I've got an answer, and His name is Jesus. Can you just throw your hands up and worship that God and magnify that God? He is the God with all power and all authority. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. And so I want to speak to you from some walls, if walls could speak. Maybe it's walls that are standing in your life that you never intended for them to be in, be there. They don't seem visible, but it's called the wall of pride. It has erected itself in your life. And today I want you to hear from that wall and what it's saying to you. It's speaking. If walls could speak, I believe it would say, you are a self-built man and you need not humble yourself to God. Don't you dare humble yourself to God. And everything within the humanity of this world speaks out and speaks to you. Don't humble yourself to anything. You're self-built. You don't need God. Don't bow a knee. And the wall of pride would cry that out to you today. And if that's where you are today, and there's been a wall erected of pride, that wall has got to come down in the name of Jesus Christ. And then there's walls of self-centeredness. We live in a, a selfie generation. And I'm not preaching against selfies today, but I am preaching against the fact that we are so self-focused. And so we look inside of our life for everything, and we promote self because we, we are told that it's all about us. And there's walls of self-centeredness that are erected that even when we come in the house of God, they're so put up that it causes us not to experience what he wants. Maybe it's the walls of fear in your life today. Fear. And it says this, don't tear me down because I was built to protect you. Don't you dare tear me down. I was erected to be a protection for you. And that lie has spoken to you and been, been formed out of this wall and you've listened to it. And we've all listened to that wall one time or the other. I, I've listened to that wall and I've been very free about preaching about my battle with fear early on in my life and the struggle I had and thinking that my fear was protecting me and it was actually killing me all the time. Walls of loneliness that say things like this, don't reach over me because what on the other, is on the other side will only hurt you again. You can't love again. You can't reach out again. You can't grab a hold again. You stay inside of the wall and we erect one wall after the another and before long we're in a, we're in a dungeon of walls of loneliness and we can't, we can't hear nothing and we can't touch anything and everything we, we seem to reach for is buried within the walls of our loneliness and we listen to their cry and they laugh at us from the walls of our own, own loneliness. And there's walls of bitterness, hatred, resentment, retaliation that says things like this. And they say it with power and authority and might. They say, don't you ever knock me down because I deserve to be standing here in your life. 
I deserve. You were hurt, and I deserve. And now I've become a place, a memorial for you to look at, and you plant flowers around me and honor me because I want to stay here in your life because you deserve to have this wall of bitterness and hatred and retaliation because you were done wrong, and now you can worship at the altar or at the wall of what I've built up in your life and all the time. It's screaming at you, but inside, inside, it's scared to death of you being in the house of God. Because in the house of God is a place where the walls are torn down. And it may be screaming one thing, but inside of it, the mortar and the stones say, I feel a rumbling, I feel a change. Don't you don't you let go. And then there's the walls of inner turmoil that say this, don't knock me down. For if you knock me down, then people are going to see the real you. There's the walls of failures. If they only, if they only could speak, they would say, hide behind me because if you try again, you're going to be labeled a loser. When you fail again, it's the walls of anger. They say things like this, you could never tear me down. You can tear all the other ones down, but you can't tear me down for I am in the very DNA of your makeup. If you tear me out, you'll be tearing who you are up. You were, you were, you were, it's in your DNA, it's in your, it's in your grandfather's, it's in your father's, it's in your mother's, and I am linked into you and I'm harbored up inside of you and you could never tear me down. It's the walls of disobedience. Obedience, it cries out, calls for sacrifice of your will. Don't you let anybody ever tell you you need to sacrifice your will. I know that Jesus said to cry out and pray, not my will, but thine be done. But he must be a fool, for you should never, never, never let anyone never bow your will to anyone. Everything is built up about what you want and who you are. And so obedience is breaking that, and you stand against that and never have that sacrifice in your life. It's walls, walls, walls of self-pity that stand up strong in your life with might and authority that scream at you, are you going to be the great uh, conquistador that you're going to take over and have victory and establish yourself and take the promised land or will you let the voice of self-pity cry out to you, you do not even deserve a life, a free life, a life of freedom. You were not born for greatness. You will never be a difference maker. It's not in your blood. It's not in who you are. You've got so many failures already. You need to hide behind self-pity that everyone would feel sorry for. But most of all, you need to feel sorry for yourself because life hasn't treated you so kindly. Hide behind that wall. I would like to say today, as your pastor, I want to speak back to these walls for you. But I want to also increase your faith that you will speak back to your walls today. And I want to speak and I want to stare at them in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't come in the authority of my own name, which will bounce back off the wall as quick as I say it. But I come to it in the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. And I speak to your walls. And I speak to my walls. And I say, walls, you 
must come down in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. Somebody say walls. You've got to come down. You see, every wall within your life right now hates me preaching this right now. It absolutely hates it. And what it's screaming to you is totally different than what's going on on the inside of your wall. Your fear is saying, I'm not moving out of its mouth. But inside it's saying, I'm so scared to death of the name of Jesus. That one mention of the name of Jesus, that every devil has to retreat. There is power and authority, but you've got to speak the name. You've got to call the name. You've got to believe in the name. Somebody throw your hands up and say, walls, come down. Walls, you got to come down. I didn't come today to, to play games. I come to preach to your walls. You can't, you can't step up to a wall that's been fortified for years and look at it and be scared of it and be wimpy and be, and be, and, and be, and be cast down and, and scared and look at it and back away. You've got to bow up to that thing, man. That's a southeast Texas term, but you've got to bow up to it and you've got to come to it understanding who you are in Christ, understanding what your name you possess and speak to to that wall in the name of Jesus. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody today. I'm preaching to somebody today. Preaching to somebody today. Come on, inside of you, there's a trembling. There's things that have been standing there for years. They've got to go. They've got to go. And inside, they know there's a rumbling. They're in fear of you using the power of what you know and who you serve. To break down the mortar and the stones that have been set up. So instead of me building stronger walls and being a part of the building team for the enemy, I'm going to remove the bricks that I have set up and the bricks that maybe even were set up around me that I wasn't a part of. And I'm going to turn it over to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of my faith and gives me the ability and the strength to stare right into the walls and say, Walls, you've spoke to me long enough. You, boy, I feel like I'm preaching to somebody right now. You have spoke to me long enough. I have listened to your stinking lies. I have listened to your abuse. I have listened to the words you've spoken to me. But I come to you, not in my authority, but in the name of Jesus Christ. And I will be obedient, and I will walk around my walls one more time. I will do the unthinkable. I will do what seems foolish, but I will stand back up. I will blow my trumpet in Zion. I will lift my hand and worship and I'll walk around my Jericho saying devil you have got to come down you have got to be destroyed I want you to stand on your feet right now and I want you to lift your hands to the Lord and I want you to take another step forward in what God wants to do in your life right now would you do that in the name of Jesus come on cry out to him right now cry out to him make a step forward Make a step forward. Come on, your Jericho wall is just about to come down. But you've got to make a step of obedience to that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I know, I know it sounds silly what I'm about to tell you, but I want everybody just to do this right now. Would you do this? I want everybody to do this right here, right now. Just do, can you do that? And, and, and turn around to your neighbor and say, take, come on, keep taking another step. Come on, come on. Keep taking another step. Come on, wall. Wall, you've spoken to me long enough. 
It's another step. I'm, I'm, I'm another realm. I'm another step from some things coming down in my life. And every devil in hell is saying different. But I'm going to tell you, come on, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to keep moving forward. But I'm not giving up. i got to take some more steps. I've got to move forward. I've got to have victory. There's some Holy Ghost in this room right now, and he's speaking to you. You gotta keep moving. You gotta keep moving. You gotta keep moving. Grab somebody's hand next to you and say, Be delivered in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, be delivered. Walls, you must come down in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, The walls in my family gotta come down. The walls in my marriage. The walls between my kids, the walls in my mind, they've got to come down through the authority of the name of Jesus. Come on, I can't do it for you. You've got to cry it out yourself. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. Do you remember, do you remember in 1989, in 1989, there was a huge historical moment that took place at the Berlin Wall. The wall came down. Some of that was before some of you were born. But it was a really, let me tell you about it if you don't know about it. And that there was a huge wall that Hitler formed between East Germany and West Germany. And literally, it went right through neighborhoods. And so it would be as if I built a wall right down through the middle of this aisle this morning. And people who had once been friends and connected ones. It's Billy knowing the cars right here. And used to, you shook hands and ate together. And now there's a massive wall with power and authority. And the Nazis stood on the wall and they guarded both the east and west side. And there was a many man went down trying to escape. He was shot down and they would literally put a cross at the site in honor of them. And they're trying to escape and find freedom. But this wall became the dividing point that divided a country that was formerly together. It, it broke them apart into two different parts. Now there are two. It's the east side. And it's the west side. But all of a sudden in 1989, the wall became or began to be tore down. People rejoiced. And now brother could cross the road to brother and neighbor to neighbor. And something that had been divided for years became one again. And they walked across the street, grabbed hands with a friend, looked back at the pictures, Google it. And look at the pictures of brothers and friends and neighbors holding hands, crying out, peace, peace. It's always peace when two becomes one. Because what happens is the wall comes down and what was breaking and separating becomes one again. And there's always wholeness and unity and peace and oneness. I'm going to preach to you right now. And the things that divide you within you, man, you look inside your man and you feel a lack of peace. 
You feel brokenness. You feel an inner turmoil going on within your spirit. Hear this, Pastor, and understand what's going on. And there's a wall built in the middle. And there's a dividing between two sides of you. And there's a warring going on, and the devil loves it, and he's crying out, and he's speaking out from that wall. But this pastor is crying back out to you to tell you what the enemy is not telling you from that wall is that the power is within you to speak to the wall that the mortar and the stones will fall. Are you hearing me today? But you've got to speak to it. You've got to let the two come back as one. Remember the day when you used to have peace? I had a man come up to me after service this morning. I won't mention his name, but he come up and stepped to me and said this. They've only been in this church probably, I'm guessing, six months or so. He said, Pastor, this was after the service, and it was probably based on what I'm preaching right now. But he came up to me and said, Pastor, I have never had more peace in my life since I started coming to this church. He said, the Lord has healed my inner turmoil. I am, I'm singing again. I'm re- I'm rejoicing again. I pat him on the, I patted him and I said, that's peace. Because the wall was being torn down. You see, the enemy wants you to be divided within yourself. But I'm speaking to you today and telling you the walls come down and let peace come back in. Now, you're not ready for the scripture I'm about to give you. Turn around to somebody and say, you ain't ready for this. Because I found this scripture last night. Folks, you've got you to you hear this scripture. Based on what I'm just preaching, when I found this scripture, I just about did a Holy Ghost dance. Yeah. Look at this scripture. Look, watch, watch this. It says this, but now in Christ, everybody say in Christ. in Christ. In Christ Jesus, you, I, me, all of us, you who once were far away. There's division there. You hear it? who once were far away, have been brought near through the blood of Christ. All right? So things that were separated through the power of what he did on the cross, when red blood dropped, it became the healing agent for the distance between him and I. You hear it? Oh, listen to this. Next verse. It says this. For he himself... uh Uh-oh. Is our peace. Oh, you hadn't heard. Listen, listen. He is our peace who has made the two, who has made the two one and has torn down the dividing wall of hostility. He's made the two one. And he's done that through tearing down the wall of hostility. You hear it? Oh my God, that's good stuff right there. Listen to the next verse. It says this. By, how did he do it? By abolishing in his flesh. Everybody say in Jesus. The law of commandment and decree that was, it was screaming out to you. You can't do this. You can't handle this. You can't live this. And it built up a wall in your life and became a place of decreeing into you and a little preaching point from the enemy. He said, by abolishing in his flesh the law of commandments and degrees, he did this, listen to this, to create in himself one new man. Not two. One new man out of the two, thus making 
peace. Boy, is that good? Give the Lord a hand clap for his word today. Man, that's just, that's just rich stuff right there. Man, you need to meditate up on that right there. Every time you start feeling this turmoil within, and you, and you have it. In fact, I want to say this. Everyone in this room has some form of a wall. You may not know it until somebody taps on your shoulder and says the right thing or the wrong thing. Or they, or, 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 or things happen in your life and moments happen in your life that you didn't even realize and boom, you feel the wall, the wall. You feel it. And as soon as you feel the wall, you feel a lack of peace. Is that right? You feel a lack of peace because something's being erected in your life that Jesus came and died for. He said, I came through thy flesh, through my blood, to make the two one. And I did it by abolishing the wall that was between you. And that, my friends, is called peace. Woo, man, I feel the Holy Ghost up in this house right now. The parable is told. It's, it's an old dog parable of an old dog and he's out on a farm and while he's out on this farm he makes a horrible mistake and falls into an old well and down in the old well of course it's an unused well now it's very deep and it's surrounded 360 by walls Walls that he is now looking at. He's howling, he's barking, but the walls have become what he thinks his tomb. He barks enough, howls enough that the farmer hears it. And he steps to the edge of the well and looks down into the miserably deep well and at the miserable dog down there that assumes he's about to die. And the farmer don't know what to do. I can't toss him a rope. He doesn't have hands to reach out and grab the rope. I can't get to him. He can't get to me. He's going to die. So the farmer has to make a decision. Do I let him just stay there, starve to death, eventually die within there, slow, long, agonizing death? Or he makes a decision, and this is the one he goes with, I'm just going to cover him up. He's old anyways. I'm just going to cover him up. I'm going to bury him, take him out of his misery. Didn't want to do it, but didn't have any other way. So he goes and he gets him a shovel Brings a shovel to the edge of the well and dumps a big old shovel full of dirt over there. Keeps shoveling for a while. Finally, he looks over into the edge, down to the bottom of the well, and he sees the dog. His back is beginning to be covered. Dirt is all over him. And all of a sudden, the dog does something that dogs are famous for. He begins to 
shake it off. And when he shakes, you ever seen a dog shake? That's serious business. And he begins to shake. Hey, don't, don't judge me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. He begins to shake. And dirt goes everywhere. Slams up against the walls and falls to his feet. Now the dirt is crawling up his legs, his paws up his legs. And he naturally picks a paw up and sets it back down. And when he does, the dirt falls under his paw. And he moves up a little to a different level. Farmer keeps dumping dirt on him, trying to put him out of his misery. And the old dog figured it out and said, I got this. I got everything else talking. I just will have the dogs talking. The dog says, I got this. And every time the weight of what's trying to bury him lands on his back and he stares at the walls that are looking at him, looks like it's going to be his tomb. It hits him. He shakes it off. I hope this is not on film. He shakes it off, and he steps up to a higher level. The old farmer said, well, I'll be. And he kept working until he stepped. He kept shaking it off and stepping up to the place where he stepped out of the well that was going to be his tomb and the walls that were going to destroy him. He shook it off and stepped up. You see, some of us don't understand the fact that you've been staring at things for your lifetime. You've been staring at things for five years, two years, a month. And all of a sudden, those walls are closing in on you. And what you think is that they're going to be your tomb and they're going to destroy you. And you're always going to think like this. And you're always going to have this warring in your spirit. And you're always going to be at the altar of the enemy of your walls that's crying out to you. But what you don't understand is the walls become the place of the miracle where your miracle is born. It's right in the in the presence of what seems to be going to destroy you that all of a sudden you have a life in you that you begin to feel if I can shake this off if I can give this to God and I can step up God's got this He's going to speak to my walls and I'm stepping out of this thing and I'm moving forward and I'm going on and I'm not looking back I will have victory and I will have promise and I will move forward Would you stand